Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Had the chance to chat with Cam Norrie for about 10 minutes following his first-round victory over a fellow former number one college tennis player in the nation, Dom Kopfer, in the first round of the San Diego Open. Was a straight set, but not exactly straightforward victory for Norrie. He actually trailed 5-4. Kopfer served for the second set before Norrie was able to get the break back, close out the match in straight sets. I wanted to talk to Cam about that victory and talk about what has been a breakthrough 2021 season for the former TCU All-American. Of course, you look for Nori. His stats this season have been exceptional. He's won 69% of his matches, 42-19 and 19 overall, 27th in the live rankings, 15th in the points race. He's 15-12 and 12 against top 50 opponents, 27-7 and 7 against opponents ranked outside the top 50. Those are breakthrough numbers, and clearly you look at Nori's rankings, they reflect the fact that he is in the midst of the best season of his career, and I wanted to ask Cam what has led to this season, what he's learned from this campaign, and of course how he builds on it moving forward. Really appreciate Cam giving us the 10-minute sit-down, the opportunity to chat with him extensively. Obviously, always grateful for the chance to speak with these players in the press conferences and have to give a huge shout-out to the main man, Greg Sharko, over at the ATP Media, uh, who helped set up this interview, but appreciate Cam giving us the chance to talk with him for longer than the normal two, three questions. We've got a full 10 minutes with him, and obviously know how busy he is as he prepares for his second round match with fellow British men's tennis player Dan Evans. So of course appreciated the chance to chat with Cam, but without further ado, let's get to my conversation with first round winner at the San Diego Open, Cam Norrie. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us now, a winner in his first round match in San Diego, six two seven five over Dom Kopfer is Cam Nori. Cam, first of all, congratulations on the win. You're down five four in that second set. Dom served for the set. How are you able to overcome that deficit? Get the win in straights. Yeah, thank you. That was it was not easy. I mean, I, I think the game before that, I just played probably the the loosest game of the the match for me. I. I Missed a couple uh, serve on first floor. I think I had a double fall in that first and uh, that four all game, and then I was able to, to put a lot of returns deep. And then um, he had made a couple unforced errors, and I played a couple of good points to, to turn around. But I think that was that was huge for me. To as soon as I 
was broken. I was broken twice in the match and then straight away broken back. So that was a sign that I competed well and I didn't really let it affect me uh, too much and I was able to respond quickly. Yeah, competing well has definitely been the story of your season, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I'm curious for you, even looking beyond this match, if you look at your last four matches, you'd unfortunately, you know, four losses for you now. Three of them were in three sets, and of course, Alcaraz, Isner, Hatchinov, Nishikori, those are not the easiest of opponents, but for you to get back in the winner's circle in a year that's been filled with wins, what does that do for your confidence here? Yeah, that was big. I mean, I, I lost a couple t- tough matches, like you said, in three sets. And, um, yeah, you try not to think about that too much. And I was just – I was able to take a little bit of time to work on my fitness and get that um, back up. And it was, I played so much. I mean, I played five tournaments in a row and uh, over the, the hard court swing. And so it was nice to kind of shut it down for a little bit and rest and, and um, work on my, my body a little bit and – um, hit the ground running with a win. I mean, that was huge. And, and with me and Dom always have battles. We had battles in college. Um, he beat me early this year, so it was nice to, to come back and get a, a win against him. Um, he's a great player and um, was, was just fortunate that it, uh, it swung to my way this time. Mm-hmm. And I guess here's the segue of all segues talking about your body. I am curious. Uh, you're a guy who has played over 60 matches in a season before, but this is really your first time getting, you know, a full 60 match schedule at the ATP level and, you know, the degree of success you have had as well, not just first week matches, but going deep into weeks, week after week after week. How is your body holding up at this point of the season? And was there perhaps a lull physically during that August stretch that maybe you hadn't experienced? before yeah it's um yeah it's never easy especially like you said i've not been in that situation before so it's nice to kind of test the limits and test um the mind and see how how far i can go and it's all it's all very new for me like you said to play this many matches on tour i played a lot in, in the challenger circuit and played this many going deep uh, in, a, in a lot of weeks so it's, it's all new to me so it's nice to kind of get that experience and and also not to have to uh, the start of when I first started playing the ATPs, I was having to, I was losing early on, so I was having to find practices and and, uh, and do that. So it was nice to be able to to not have to schedule so many practices as I'm playing the tournaments. So um, no, I was just really happy with the season, and and I think that was big for me. Like I said earlier, to to shut it down for a little bit, and I think. Just just being a little bit smarter with the schedule and and picking and choosing when. Um, when to play if you if you go deep one week I don't think it's it's necessary to, to, to play the next week obviously it's tricky because you want to keep the momentum and you want to keep going and and keep playing keep pushing for more so it's it's a tricky one but I think I'm I'm learning and learning how uh, and testing my limits and learning how uh, far I can go and what's yeah. the schedule no, and there's no doubt 2021 has been a year of success and just some numbers for you. You're 27th in the live rankings now, 15th in the points race. You've made eight quarterfinals this year, five semifinals, 42 and 19 overall. A big number that stood out to me, you're 27 and 7 against opponents ranked outside the top 50. I know it's a basic question, but what's worked so well for you this season? What seems to be clicking to allow you to make this jump where now in 22, uh, 2022, you're going to get to set your schedule however you want to play it? Yeah, I mean, I think I haven't changed anything in terms of uh, my practices or anything. I feel like I always work pretty hard and, and um, 
and I'm pretty good on on that front. But I think just just mentally, I think I've been able to in the, in the bigger moments be able to play on my terms and put my level, my best level, on the court when when it's uh, the scores tighter and and uh, the matches are bigger, the tournaments are bigger. So with more on the line, I've been able to to stick stick to what I've been doing well and and find find my level and really just uh, it's been fun for me to to play and and really enjoyable to be playing at this level and and um being able to sustain it it's not been kind of like a one-off and uh, i really think that my base levels come up i think i've had uh less less bad days and my and my bad days aren't as bad so i think that's key mm-hmm. and again just another stat to throw at you you are one of 11 players to rank top 28 in both hold and break percentage now i know that's an arbitrary number 28 but that you're one of 11 guys in that category and you know that's guys like medvedev djokovic rude zverev yourself you know what does that say about your game that you can you know that all-around consistency has that been something you've been focused on bringing it not just obviously in the return games which have always been a strength but focusing on that serve as well yeah for sure i mean i'm trying to focus on all the areas and um i think a little bit at the start of my career i struggled a little bit on the return and, and getting used to guys serving bigger and, and better and uh, especially coming from, from college so it's all it was all very new for me but i think i'm improving both serve and return, return and I think the biggest thing that changed for me was, uh, sorry, it's just a plane going over the San Diego to <laughs> China. Uh, I think I've improved my serve a lot and I've been pretty proactive after the serve and looking for my forehand and looking to, to be the one dictating play. And I think that's been a factor why those numbers uh, are the way they are. Yeah, no, for what it's worth, eighth in break percentage this season. That's obviously top 10 in anything. You feel pretty good about that. But no, again, for you, you had the opportunity last weekend to be at Labor Cup, be around so many of these top 10 guys, your peers, people you're going to be competing at against to try and make that even next step on the ATP Tour. What was that experience like for you? How'd you enjoy the weekend? Uh, it was amazing for me just to be around the, the team, around the boys, and just to see how they do things and and to see them compete and see their routines and and honestly just to get to chat to them about and to pick their brains on a few things and um they're all very very humble guys and i actually i got on well with with all of them so it was just a really fun fun weekend it was obviously disappointing not to play but um hopefully just a goal of mine to to push and to be playing for next year but I love the event. I, they did it great, and uh, it was some some good matches. And it was obviously uh, a lot of the tight matches uh, went our way, and that was maybe why they ranked where they are. So it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Overall, I loved it. Yeah, no doubt. Better celebration: the Team Europe locker room or the TCU locker room after a Baylor victory? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit different. I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have the champagne there after the TCU. <laughs> so you say. TCU. But uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no doubt about that. No, I, I can imagine it's got to be fun. And speaking of TCU, I know your teammate, former teammate Alistair Gray, won a couple of Futures titles back-to-back over these past two weeks. You stay in contact with him at all with that yeah. result? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's huge for him. He's just turned pro um, now. So it's been it's great scheduling for him. He must be playing well. And... I mean, unbelievable for him to go back to back like that, and that's the kind of that's how you do it. You I mean it's, there's no good losing quarters and losing second round, so that's exactly um, what I want to see and what everyone at TCU wants to see. So it's <clears throat> unbelievable for him, 
and uh, I think that says I'm I'm really happy for him, and I'm I'm, ha- I'm glad that he went the the second week as well, and it wasn't just a kind of uh, one week, and he was satisfied. Nah, no, he's he's um he, he got the second one done, and then now again he won his first round and, and the third one. So I mean, we're all following along, and it's uh, he's starting to string them together. So that's nice to see. No doubt about that, and he'll get mad if I don't ask. Now, with all of your success, if you're staying at Devin Bowen's place, do you kick him to the loft and you're like, I get the master bedroom now? I'm not, I'm not staying with Devin. I'm not staying with Devin. But <laughs> he, Devin's place is great, and he's uh, he welcomes us. And, and uh, my fitness trainer and, and my physio stay with him. So um, he took uh, they took Rybakov's room, I think, when they stayed. So... Uh, it's unbelievable his place, Devin, and he's he's a great coach and a very generous guy. So it's um it's we always love going to TCU to practice with him, and and the practice is always a uh, high level. So it's uh, it's great, and it's great to have a little base for all of us, especially in the states. To uh, with TCU being pretty central uh, in the states, so it's it's perfect for us to to travel throughout the summer and and to base a little bit out of there. So I mean, it's unbelievable family that TCU has and. And uh, I think we're all glad that we we ended up picking to go to TCU and meeting people like Devin and David. Mm-hmm. Now I'm glad to hear though you've upgraded from the Bowen Estate. You've earned it, like no doubt about that. You've earned it, Cam. But uh, no, my last question for you again: you get the win here, and next you match up with Dan Evans, who you beat earlier this year, fourth set uh, at in, at the Australian Open. Curious your thoughts on that matchup, and just you know again what you're hoping to accomplish down the home stretch of the season. Yeah, me and Dan know each other very well, and. Um... Obviously, we both want to beat each other, so we. So it'll be a tough match. He competes great, and he's a very tricky player. So uh, I think he'll be looking for some revenge. So I'll be uh, looking forward to that. And I think for both of us, it's great to to get another match under our belts for Indian Wells and to get used to these conditions out here in California. So um, we're both excited for it, and uh, we're both looking forward to it. I think it's going to be going to be a battle out there. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, I know you were once upon a time committed to Michigan. I'm a Wolverine. I still count your success as success for our program. So I'm always nice. rooting for you, Cam. Great nice. to hear from you. And cool. uh, congratulations on the success. Good luck the rest of this yeah. week. Cheers for that, man. Take it easy. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Cam Nori. A huge thank you to him again for taking the time to chat. I thank you to Greg Sharko over at ATP Media for setting up the interview. Be on the lookout for more from the presser segments throughout the course of the week as we are on press row in San Diego, hoping to get Sophia privileges, maybe even Chicago later in the week as well. Diversify who we're talking to at what events so you listeners, you fans can have the full picture of what's going on this week. Of course, daily recaps day in, day out over on the Mini Break podcast feed. Big picture thoughts over on the Great Shot podcast. We talk ATP Challenger Tour every Monday on Tuesday. Had Steve Weissman from Tennis Channel Live join me to recap the Laver Cup Wednesday. Took a deep dive on the history of teenage success in women's tennis if you are interested in the runs of Radakanu, Leila Fernandez how they compare historically that is going to be the podcast for you of course we also turned that into a fun video series on our YouTube channel you can go check that out
out by searching Cracked Rackets. And, of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to each of our podcasts, this, the Mini Break, Great Shot Podcast, and our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps us with the podcast genies, of course. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message or follow me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout-out, as always, to our super producers, Max Lingner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out as well to our friends over at tennis point tennis point.com the promo code is cr15 with that said for our wonderful guest cam nori super producer sligner and westoff our friends at tennis point from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy we'll talk to you all soon thanks everyone Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.